0: Hi, welcome to the We Shape podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Tyler and Nita. Hey. Uh, I just did you I, say I, Nita? I'm Anita I'm a today. What do you, you
1: need a? <laughs> you need a? You need a hug? You need a hello?
0: I don't have coffee with me today, so maybe that's. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's hello, okay. Nina. Should we actually? Should this be the episode where we tell people what we actually call you?
1: no you gotta wait till the end of the episode Uh, 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 I don't know if
0: that's
2: an easter egg people are excited about but you're welcome to share my nickname guaranteed that at least one
1: person is excited about that nickname (laughs) stand by we'll share it at the end of the show
0: please help me remember because I'll just I'll just share quickly that my children didn't know your name was Nina until maybe a year ago so for like nine years they didn't know I do remember when Ellie
2: said who's Nina yeah (laughs) we were like oh we've done something pretty intense we've
0: taken it pretty far and we also so are coming up with a name for me so that your child, when it's born, doesn't know what my real name Hopefully is. Hopefully so not. This is what we do behind the scenes here at Weasher. Yeah, we these are our hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we're gonna... Just you
1: can see we're real people... <laughs> With real weirdness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who we have apparently much too much time on their hands considering how busy everyone is. I was on a podcast like last month and the woman asked me, what is something your friends would say about you? I said, uh, they would say I'm super weird. <laughs> and, I second that. And, th- and she was like, we're available for weird here. I'm like, okay, I don't know if you know how weird, but all right, all right, we'll move forward. <laughs> um, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get started. It's just us today. Uh, we were hoping to talk about movement today. We did a post recently on our social channel that, that talked a lot about movement and people were interested in that. And I think that it's, there is a lot of talk right now in certain communities around toxic diet culture and sort of how to unsubscribe from that how to uh, gain new perspective and new relationships with food, which is super important. But I think we have just as much of a problem on the on the workout side. Yeah. And so um, given the fact that our product that we sell is a workout <laughs> product, I think it's important that we spend a few episodes at least talking about this. And, and we did a couple episodes. I don't know when this other one was released, but we had some people engaging in social media and had questions and comments. So... I and this is really where Tyler's expertise comes into play here Um, I consider Tyler like a movement specialist for lack of a better way of saying it but I think that we have D I'll just start by saying this I think that we deeply undervalue movement in our culture because movement isn't sexy and because movement um, doesn't promise people six-pack abs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i i i want to start by saying a few things and then i want you to just I before we started this i was like we don't tyler will be able to just rant on this and so <laughs> i want to i want to give you the floor but i want to just share a few things really quickly and and nina <laughs> uh, chime in if you have anything that you want to share but i want to start by saying that um exercise is not Punishment. <laughs> I have been guilty of being the person who says, oh, I ate a lot of dessert last night, better get my butt in the gym. That is a form of emotional harm, and that is a relationship with exercise that I personally believe is not uh, serving us emotionally, psychologically, or even physically. Uh, this idea that there's no pain, no gain, and to push through things that our body is asking us to stop uh, has potential harm. And so I just want to,
1: let me just say one thing too. I, you heard, you said this and I say this all the time on our live calls where we're doing coaching, coaching Q and A's, no pain, no gain is not what we're about. You just drop the first no pain, no gain, right? <laughs> if you feel pain, there's no gain. And people just need to just reverse that. There's so much of that psychology, everybody, even when you're in 60s, 70s, you have injuries, you still show up for your workouts going, I got to push harder because right. I'm trying to achieve some idealized outcome in my mind of what I think fitness is. And I'm like, dude, what happens when you build your house on sand, right? What happens? It falls down, right?
2: You have to to build a
1: strong foundation. You have to build it on something solid. And everybody's approaching fitness with a lack of awareness of how their body's supposed to work, A lack of actual connection from their mind to their muscles to stabilize their body in the way it was meant to and then they go out there and try to do things as fast and hard as possible right right like my early mentor called it shooting a cannon from a canoe that's one of my favorite visuals for it because you can just see this is you trying to do something without a healthy foundation and people need to slow down they need to go backwards they need to build that foundation i
0: want to even just share like we have a gym at our house And uh, one of my good friends will come one or two days a week. And sometimes we work out with Tyler. And the most interesting thing about this dynamic is that me and and this particular friend, we do a lot of activities together. We do mountain biking. We do lots of hiking. We do surfing. We do, like, a lot of physical stuff together. And I would say that we're pretty, like, active people and can can do these things. And then we get in the gym with Tyler and he is, like – the amount of dysfunction in your movement patterns (laughs) is wild to watch. I'd be happy
1: to dissect that on air (laughs) if you want
0: to. But my point is, is that to like the outside person who's focusing on this other type of fitness that we're all focusing on, everything looks great. But really, this person and I are just an in like, just like one step away from a really bad injury. And I think that what served us in our teens and 20s and 30s, it's it, like Dr. James Vaker said on this podcast before. It is not if, it is when, if we are not approaching fitness with a, a strong foundation of uh, movement-centered.
1: Movement quality. Yes. Movement quality. Moving the body the way it was meant to. You said something, what served us when we were younger. That's the, that's the misnomer. It never served us. Mm. If we were but younger, our bodies could do it. Your bodies could do it because they weren't worn down. But the more you did it, the more you groove that pattern in your brain, and the more you groove that pattern in your brain, the less you're able to escape from that pattern. The more repetitions it takes to get out of the pattern. And
2: you've shared this with me in the past, but like when you can do something, but not do it well necessarily, your body's really overcompensating in other ways to be able to make that movement possible. Exactly. And that's been my experience. Like yeah. I've done a bunch of different kind of workout programs, I've lifted weights, I've tried to run, I've tried to whatever, and my body's like screaming, this is so painful, this is so bad, but I'm like capable of getting into the position that, that's being asked of me. And so someone says, your form looks great, but then yeah. like the repetitiveness of it, whatever, my body kind of comes in and overcompensates and I end up injured.
1: Yeah, and there's nuances, Repeatedly. like form of looking at somebody move and making sure they're biomechanically correct, That's one aspect of it. But you can move your body with visually good form and not be firing the muscles that we want you to fire to facilitate the movement. It's so complicated. Right? It's like a car driving with one wheel spinning, but you think that both wheels are spinning. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you have to look at it when you're coaching from multiple directions. It's like, is the movement quality? Then you have to go, are they actually firing these muscles properly? Right? And if you can see those two things, which is challenging to do, it takes... um, it takes like a good understanding of anatomy and kind of geometry in a certain sense, because muscles are just like pulleys. All they do is just pull in 3D space in your body, and there's an attachment point and an attachment point, and you elect you send electricity to them, and they pull together like that.
0: That's it. A and muscle a, just
1: fires or not. That's it.
0: I got a C in geometry, so. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to go for... back there. No, but
2: <laughs>
1: I, I want to go backwards, and i start with something you said, okay? One of the most... Um, you know, pervasive things in the fitness industry that drives me nuts is the same thing that drives me nuts in the diet industry. It's very easy to see in the diet industry. What do we do? We take our desire to transform the way we look, maybe the way we feel if somebody's coming from a health intention, and we say, guru, someone else, tell me what to do. And then we go follow the program. We eat the foods they say we should eat. We do the things they say we should do. And the whole entire time, our body's giving us feedback and we're not listening. Right. It's not, you go to a guru, you follow a diet, you follow a structure. None of that is teaching you how to connect with yourself. And the number one thing I want to make sure that people understand about WeShape and our movement philosophy is we are not trying to be your guru. We're trying to help you connect with yourself so you can be your guru. A guru. Right? A guru. Really. <laughs> a guru. Thank you. That's a good title.
0: That's We're what tra- I'm here for. Oh my oh God. God. Can we title the episode? Yeah. That, please the thank The episode, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think about it, so with fitness it's the same thing. We go to a fitness program, we try to follow along to the workouts, and the whole time we're like, this person said I should do this. And a lot of people will just ignore how their body feels. Right. They'll say, oh I have aches and pains or whatever, maybe this is too tight push or whatever. Through. Just push through, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, But no, that's the feedback that your body's giving you, saying, whoa, there's extra tightness here that you need to deal with. Hey, there's a movement dysfunction that you need to deal with. Hey, there's a lack of connection to your muscles that stabilize that joint when you move that you need to deal with. And instead, they're just like, oh, man just go through the motions. I and mean, I think
2: for me, like, exercise is supposed to hurt. Like, that, that, that lives in my brain somewhere. That's it's the dysfunction, to be that's the same thing,
1: right? The diets are supposed to be a struggle. Right? Yeah. People think of a diet and they're like, oh, I have to be disciplined and it has to suck, right? right? But the reality is is when you really connect with yourself and you find the foods that you enjoy eating that agree with your body, it's an enjoyable experience, yeah. not a negative one. And movement should be an enjoyable experience, not a negative one, right?
0: Wow. Well, you said a couple things there that I wanna highlight really quick. Um, I've been talking about this a lot lately and I, and I feel like it's a good visual representation of what most of us do, including myself. So I think that inside of us, like we have two dials, and when we're it's like the internal messages that we give our that we connect with and get from ourselves, and then it's the external messages that we listen to. Mm. And when babies are born, that internal dial is turned to a ten. They don't give a shit if you're in the middle of an email and they want to eat. They're like, feed me now, (laughs) yeah, yeah. right. Um, As we get older, we start the dials of the external messages start to go up, and the dial of the internal desires and needs go down. And my hope is that when people join WeShape, we can calibrate those a little better, right? So I am guilty of having the external at a 10 and the internal at a two. I have gratitude that it never went to zero, but it was really turned down. And so I think that people coming in, that's like when people come in and they say, well, how many days a week should I be working out? I go, I don't know. What do you think? And people are floored. They're like, "What do you mean? What do I think?" I'm like, "Well, I can't tell you that. What if your body? What if you didn't sleep the night before? What if your shoulders bothering you? What if life got in the way?" Like, I'm not here to judge and tell you how many days a week to work out. I want you to tell me how many days a week you think you should work out. And I think it should be okay that that changes every single week. Yeah. Right. So I think it's really important to just like understand that concept that so much of how we operate is often coming from that external dial. And the truth is, I don't know that we can ever turn that dial all the way down. If any. Anyone out there knows how to do that and you can send us an email at podcast at weshape.com that would be great um we live in a culture where human being like this is part we're going to be receiving messages but how do we connect with that internal dial how do we you know this this idea when we're working out that like just be in your mind and don't and just like push through it's not going to serve us long term and so I'm like why don't we just like figure out something that's more sustainable now and like not wait for the injury, not wait for the fall, not wait. It's like, this is the time to do it. You can do it now or you can do it later. And, Absolutely. and so I'm, I'm arguing that we maybe try it now. I think that
2: what interestingly came up for me just then when you were talking too is like this other concept around exercise where I'm like, well, if I can't do the thing that's really intense and really hard, then maybe I'll just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like that seems to be mm-hmm. my polarization there is I'm like, well, I can't do these really intense workout programs because I get hurt. And then my solution is, well, I will not exercise or move then, anything. Yeah. I'll just sit here because that, that I can do. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it, I'm so happy you guys are bringing up these subjects and these questions. And I just want to echo what you said, Katie. Our society is fucked up. From the moment you're born, we're like, stop being you. Stop crying, kid. Stop being you. Stop being this way. Fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in, fit in. Abandon yourself, abandon yourself, abandon yourself. And I think that the core message that we're trying to teach at WeShape is connect with yourself, reconnect with yourself. And as it comes to nutrition, I, don't, I know we don't offer a ton of advice in, in our products and things like that because our ultimate goal is connect with yourself. When you eat something, how did it make you feel? What do you crave? What do you, like, just start learning how you feel and start acting from that place. And when you act from that place, you make such good decisions for yourself eventually. It's right. a little bit of a stumbling at first, but eventually you start making better and better decisions. And it's not coming from that place of needing external validation or external motivation to be able to, 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 be able to make that happen. Now, for me, the body is something that is so important to connect with. Right? I spent so many years of my life in my mind and like, if you think about it right this, like sit in your body right now and just recognize, most of what you're experiencing is this like space between your, your ears, right, behind your eyes. And you don't have a lot of experience of thinking of like, okay, are my shoulders tight right now? Everybody check on that real quick. Are your shoulders oh. tight right now? Uh-oh, how's my posture, right? Oftentimes our posture reflects how we feel, right? And so if we have this kind of slumped over posture, maybe we're feeling tired, maybe we're guarding our heart, maybe we feel like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders if our neck is tight. Right, And so we have to start checking in with our bodies. We have to get our, our, our sensations away from being behind our eyes and into our bodies, right? And so when somebody goes to a workout and they're on a treadmill and they're watching TV and they're cranking out 30 minutes of cardio, there's nothing there that's mindful. Mm-hmm. They're not like, how am I feeling throughout this? They're just trying to burn calories. They're trying to do the thing that everybody thinks they should do. When we teach you movement, it's about, hey, when you do this squat, when you do this stretch, when you do this whatever, are you deeply connecting to the experience you're having? Are you taking your body and scanning it from head to toe and saying, what does the weight distribution on my feet feel like? Is my knee in the right place so that it's not twisting, it's not laterally moving, right? Is my hip active and stabilizing me? Is my core active and stabilizing my spine? Are my shoulder blades in a good place so that my posture is protected? Is my neck, my head, in a good place so that it's protected? Am I over-tensing muscles that I shouldn't be over-tensing? Am I under-tensing muscles that I shouldn't be tensing? And I think the hardest part about this is that people have never been taught this, right? You go to physical education class, and it, it starts there. It's the moment we do that. It's like games when you're younger, and then it's run a mile and do push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups, as many as you can, so you can get the president star or whatever. Oh my you know, gosh. Some, I remember some that. crap like That's that. That's a thing? That's a thing, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a whole thing that, you remember that they test? started in the 80s, right? Yeah. You had to do like
2: a trunk lift with the, with the ruler. It was ridiculous. And you know what the worst part about that is?
1: One of my best friends in the world is this physically gifted guy, Right. He's got a dad who was basically an amateur bodybuilder and a mom who's just lean and, and athletic, right? And so he's just born like absolutely fit, like a stunning amount of fitness, right? Um, and I remember these, these presidential tests and he'd go up there and he'd do like 20 pull-ups and he's like 10 years old, oh right? And I'd go hang from the bar, I couldn't even bend my elbows, <laughs> right? And so immediately what happens? He gets edified as someone who's fit and I feel like shit about myself. Right? And when you feel shit, like shit about yourself, you kind of have two options. You can put a chip on your shoulder and say, I'll show you and start getting after it. Or you can identify with that feeling of failure and say, I'm a failure, I'm not athletic, and then... If you believe that, then you'll act in accordance with that belief, Absolutely. meaning you won't show up for your workouts. What's the so secret third
0: option? <laughs> I, I don't know. What's the secret third option?
1: Um, no, the secret third option, I think, if you were to really ask that, it's too much for kids to probably process because um, most people aren't aware of it. It's.
0: Oh, I I strongly disagree. Children oh, are yeah, so I, yeah. capable okay, I feel you. of if of If we allow them knowing. to be capable yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think
1: that we pull them away from that. But yeah. um, I think at the end of the day, it's, again, it's not. It's, it's helping kids and adults process the reality that you're not a failure if you can't do a certain thing. We're, we, you shouldn't identify with that. And if you get a big giant chip on your shoulder, that is a compensation that is an equal trauma to the same side of the, or, uh, opposite side of the same coin. Hmm. right? It's just like one person just kind of doesn't do anything and the other person goes after it and does so much. Both are saying, I don't feel like I'm enough. One person just says, I don't feel like I'm enough, so I'm not going to do anything. Another person says, "I'm not enough, so I'm going to go out there and do everything."
2: I always just say, "Well, I'm not really competitive, but the
0: truth is, is I just don't like losing." Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) right. Yeah, and that's hard. That's hard.
0: I mean, it was actually funny because this came up on a podcast I did yesterday, where the woman had asked me, like, she's like, "Oh, I have a 14 month old. You have two daughters, like." What? How are you navigating parenthood through this new lens that you're looking at through, you know, toxic exercise and toxic diet culture? And I was you're like, well,
1: all, one brick wall at yeah, a time. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I, well, first of all, I make a lot of mistakes, um, but I said, you know, it's it's us as parents trying to get them to keep that internal dial turned up as loud as possible. Yeah. And so many of us recognize as adults, especially, you know, in our community here where we're like, whoa, we somewhere along the way the dial just got turned down. And I just wanna say that like it's never too late to learn how to turn the dial back up.
1: Hey there, if you're enjoying the WeShape podcast and you've heard us talk about WeShape before, then you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, what is WeShape? Well, at WeShape, we create personalized at-home workouts for every single one of our members. These are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way. We also have a community of people there to support you, to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs, set new intentions, and again, start showing up for yourself as an active self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment. And hey, if you're a fan of the podcast, we also do a live podcast discussion group on Zoom as well as other Q&As, as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated, to actually start taking action, to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body. So if you want to try We Shape for free for two full weeks, go to weshape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today.
0: And that, that. Dial being able, the the, the the willingness to turn that dial up does come from this inherent belief that like I'm worth that dial being turned up mm-hmm. because when you start to turn that dial up, you're going to realize that some of the things that, that resonate with you that are for you that um, you believe in are best for your experience on this planet are not aligned with cultural and social norms that you were asked to be a part of. And uh, unsubscribing for those things can often be painful. So it's like reaching for your true self at the expense of having to go through the process of maybe being rejected by other. And that is very, very hard, but I wanna just encourage people that it's, it's not too late. It never is too late to do that. And this is the
1: core of, of, the, of what we're trying to teach people with the workouts, right? Is if the volume's turned all the way down, what are you gonna do? You're gonna wake up in the morning, and you're gonna be like, oh, I should do a workout. No, I'm gonna go do this for this other person. Listen, I gotta to go to work and I gotta take care of my kids. I gotta do blah, 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 blah. By the end of the day, you're decision fatigued out. You don't have any physical energy left. And what do you do? You just, oh, I'm just gonna lay down, and, like scroll through my social media or watch a show or, and then yeah. pass out, right? Um, we have to take the time to put ourselves first. We have to. Everybody knows this, right? You get on the airplane, it's the oxygen mask, right? Don't put someone else's oxygen mask on first. Put your own on first so that you can put someone else's on. And I think one of the hardest parts, and I know we talked about people pleasing in previous podcasts as well, is um, when someone does something for other from an act of feeling like it's uh, like they have to, then the entire time they're abandoning themselves. And when you abandon yourself, you build resentment. When you build resentment, eventually you go, why am I doing this for this other person? And if you take care of yourself first, then when you go to do something for someone else, you're not doing it because you have to. You're doing it because you want to, Right. When you take care of you, you have the capacity to take care of other. Both are an act of self-love and love for other, right? Versus an act of self-abandonment and abandonment of other. You think you're serving them, but you're not because there's downline repercussions of that. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Like you've got to take care of yourself. And again, like what we want with WeShape is this. Everybody probably here brushes their teeth, right? Why? Because we've been taught to show up and take care of our teeth, okay? The biggest organ in the human body is your muscular system, your musculoskeletal system. That was your skin. Nope. <laughs> nope.
0: Sorry, I love facts. I, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I was on board with you. I'm just so. Having... So, so the
1: musculoskeletal system, how do, you take, upset. how do you take care of that?
0: Stretching. You, you,
1: move, you move your joints through the full range of motion. You maintain access to the muscles. You maintain balance and coordination, right? Yeah. That's what takes care of the musculoskeletal system. And we think it's like go hit the pavement and run as hard as you can or like go do as many push-ups or these machines or get a burn in your muscles, right? It's not that. It's it's move your body through full ranges of motion, learn how to move it the way it was meant to, and do that consistently as you can. And it can be throughout the day with like little one-minute movement things like that. You know, something I want to add to our product at some point in the future is something I like to call movement snacks, right? One of the most beneficial things that you can do in your life is pick one thing you want to work on. Not 100, that's the other problem people come in. I wanna work on 100 things, right? Right. Let's pretend you have tight hamstrings, right? Work on one thing, tight hamstrings. Okay, I'm gonna do this stretch where I lay on my back and I put a towel over my foot and I pull my leg towards my face, right? Um, And I do this stretch for one minute on the left side, one minute on the right side. I'm gonna do that when I get out of bed and when I go to bed, every single day. If you do that every single day for 30 days, you will feel a huge difference in your hamstrings. And again, this isn't something where you're gonna focus on everything at the same time. Just pick one thing, do it, Two times a day, every day, and you'll see amazing results. I think so many people try to do too much at the same time, and they don't actually end up feeling the difference, right? And that's what it's all about. Like, if you can feel the difference, like our other social media that we have, the 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 WeShape one, where we do like you know movement drills and things like that, that's where we connect with people. It's Mm -hmm. hey, you feeling this? Try this one thing for one minute, and when you do that, you go, whoa! I did something for one minute, and I showed up for myself, and I feel better in my body. And when you feel better in your body, like you just feel better. You know? Yeah.
2: I keep thinking about the Tin Man in in, in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> An yeah. oil can. You know, like your body needs to be in movement yeah. to stay lubricated, to stay strong. Motion stay- is lotion. And like, I, and I'm like over here going like I'm 35 years old and like I am in that very much mindset of all or nothing, you know, and like, oh, I'm tired so I won't do anything. And like I love to walk outside. I love to do like little things each day. And then, you know, you're like, well, it's not really going to like do anything. I'm using air quotes right now for the people who are just listening. And like that's just such a – it just robs you of the experience of improving your physical self yeah. in the sense of feeling good. Yeah. Because you um, – I mean, being sedentary, like, I actually will catch myself being like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. My back really hurts. And it's literally because I've been relaxing too much. Yeah. Which is bizarre, because in my head, I'm like, no, I'm going to rest. The it's going to be needs great.
1: <laughs> The body needs movement. But so, if I
2: get up and move, I feel better.
1: It's great. I mean, there's like, so for example, there's all these systems in the body. you got the musculoskeletal system, you have um, uh, the circulatory system, you have the nervous system, right? Um, and then there's this other system called the lymphatic system, okay? Mm. This is like the garbage trucks that remove toxins from the excrement of your cells, push it through your body, and out your bowels, right? And do you guys know what pumps the lymph system? Movement.
2: I thought it was trampolines.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, it, it's movement, it's movement. Limp, the lymph system is the only system in the body that does not pump itself. Right. It's, it's pumped through movement and ideally it's pumped through contralateral movement of the body, walking at the end of the day, okay? And this is really important because why do people end up in a position where they slip, they fall, they break their hip? they end up in a hospital bed, mm. then all Swiftly of a sudden decline. things start to decline faster and faster, some sort of disease or, or gangrene or infections build up in their bodies, they're not able to move, so yeah. they don't take the, the garbage out of their bodies and then infections build and it's a fast decline, right? It's, it's so important to understand that we have to take care of our bodies and it starts with recognizing that moving our bodies is the foundation of it and learning how to move our bodies, right? We have to learn how to move our bodies. We can't just go out there and just do the way we've, met, we've always done it because most likely we've been injured throughout our lives, either very minutely or in a big acute way. And when that happens, you already said this in the beginning, when we get an injury, we, our, body's, our body's entire um, system is built for survival, right? So if I injure my knee, what's going to happen is all the muscles around the knee are going to turn off and all the muscles above and below are going to protect it. Right? Mm. So if you get a knee injury or a knee surgery, or anything like that, guess what? Your calf and your ankle's gonna to start to get really tight and your hips can start to get really tight. And then the muscles like your quads and your hamstrings are gonna probably turn off, right? Which is the, kind of the opposite of what you want to happen, which is really hard to do is say, wait a second, no, I've gotta get this muscle active, right? I've gotta keep my mind muscle connection with those quads so that I can tell the other muscles around it that are supporting the knee to relax, right? Cause that's not their job. So like a huge part of what we do as a foundation in we shape is teach you how to have access to the muscles that you need to be able to fire in order to do the job of moving your body, right? So how do you stabilize your core? How do you activate your quads? How do you activate your glutes? How do you activate your shoulder blades, right? How do you deactivate the common muscles that are super tight on people? Like their pecs, their neck, right? Their hip flexors, things like that. And it's it's just, you know, the human body is complex and movement is complex to understand. But almost everybody falls into like a few buckets. Right. And it's amazing how far you can get by just saying, I'm going to work on my hip flexors for the next 30 days and that's it. And all of a sudden, whoa, things feel a lot better. Oh, I'm going to work on my posture and then the things feel a lot better. And um, one of the things I love most about my experience with our uh, members is um, when they first show up into a QA and a call, they'll ask me a question that is um, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to put anybody it down but it's like a kind of unsophisticated question. It's like a real, like, and they always say, Oh, I feel like this is a dumb question. I said, there's no bad questions whatsoever. They might ask me a question about like, Oh, how do you do this thing? Right. And what will happen is over the course of three months, six months, I see those people come back and they ask me more and more sophisticated questions. And what that does for me is it teaches me that we're doing a good job at teaching people how to move their bodies because we just expose them to the same Um, cues and visual feedback over and over again. Make sure your knee's going over your toes. Make sure your your weight's in your heels when you're doing this. Your weight's on the ball of your feet here. Make sure it's balanced from each side, right? Make sure your fingers are spread when you're holding these push-up positions. Make sure you use the elevator to activate your core. Make sure to tall through the top of the head, breathe, et cetera, right? So I think the more you get exposed to those things, the more you start to ingrain them, and over time, we repattern the way our body moves, and then we start to feel good in our bodies because we're moving our bodies the way to I was, was gonna say, to like,
2: I know a decent amount about how to have better-ish or good form, but then, like, that doesn't mean you're able to repeatedly do it over yeah. and over again. It's different, like, it requires practice. Yeah. And I think, like you said, we always wanna do 100 things at once. I don't wanna personally work on my hip flexors for 30 days, but, like, I know it would really, really serve me. And like you would feel so much better. So it's like the value really like we have to shift the value system.
0: Well, the value is rooted in get something out of it. Yeah, like like an aesthetic. Absolutely. And so I think you kind of hit the nail on the head where it's like, where do our value systems lie? Our value systems don't lie in uh, movement and connection with body in a pleasurable way in the sense of like, I'm going to go hike with a friend or I'm going to work on my hip flexors. I'm, we don't value those things. It's but like
2: stretching feels so good. Like we're, when was that time you well,
0: most of us don't, I don't want to say, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. I, I wasn't trained to value those things. I right. was trained to like work out because you ate the piece of cake, yeah. uh, work out and sweat as much as you can push through, even though your body's telling you not to. And I think um, a couple things that you're saying here, Tyler, that I think are really important is that movement and, and getting your body to move, whether it's doing a Wii-shape workout and focusing on those, those foundational things like coordination, flexibility, balance, and strength, or just like going on a walk with a friend is really important. But I also think we're holding space for the emotional and psychological processing that has to come as we shift that value system.
2: Yeah.
0: So, um, for instance, if you didn't move your body for a number of days like sitting in self judgment or criticism and being unkind to yourself you're not going to shame yourself into the next day to like move your body um, so we're also it's like it's this sort of delicate balance that we have to hold where we're saying we know that movement is important and i'm gonna i'm gonna hold myself uh, psychologically and emotionally in the kindest way that i can as i learn to shift that value system and that's complicated and so i think at we Shape we're trying to really hold space for both while not judging people for not moving every day. It's like when people come in and like, oh, I haven't done a workout in a few weeks. I'm like, no problem. Like, you know, I just, I want want to be careful about, because when we started to sort of dissect toxic diet culture and then we started to dissect toxic exercise culture, I have a tendency, I'll speak for myself, I'm like, well, throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't need to move anymore. It's like, well, that's, (laughs) that's not really what's probably the best. So it's like when we talk about like, what is best for the human body, physically, emotionally, psychologically, socially, we're saying it's important to move your body. And when you move your body, it's important to be focusing on foundational core movement patterns that will serve you for your whole life. And while you learn how to shift that value system to value movement, we're also going to hold space for the unlayering and unwinding that has to take place from all of the messages we've been taught around why we move. And we understand that that's a process. And so it's just, it's, It's one day at a time. And we're just here to offer space for all of the processes that happen on a physical, emotional, psychological, and social level. And I tell people every day when they come to We Shape We're Not, here to change anything overnight. We accept you as you are. um, And you're worth it today just as much as you'll be worth it tomorrow. So I think Mm -hmm. I just want to, like, make sure we we mention that because I, I hear your passion for movement. I live with you. I see your passion for movement. And all of us are on a different journey as we deconstruct the values that we've had around this. So I want to encourage people. It's okay if you're not moving every single day, it's okay to understand the value of movement and give yourself kindness and grace as you work towards learning how to take care of yourself in a new way.
1: I I also just want to say, like, I think what most people experience when they're thinking about if you, if you don't have a consistent exercise routine, you're probably thinking about exercising and what's the thought that comes up, right? oh, I gotta go do this, I'm gonna be exhausted. It's gonna be like, take my energy, it's gonna make me feel bad. Like fundamentally there's this negative energy around having to go do a workout. I think a huge part of this comes from a place where we live in a society that exhausts us, mentally and emotionally. And then when it comes for our body to, to do something physical, we're like, not anymore. No more, no more. And I wanna tell people that the best place to start is to recognize that most workout programs are telling you to come work out, X, output energy, right? And what, what I wanna teach is I wanna teach you how to move your body so you can feel good, right? So again, if your notion of a workout is, I'm gonna go feel bad or tired or it will take energy, then you're, you're coming from the wrong place. One of the things I love about our workouts is how, how low we can scale the movements And one of the things I try to tell people, it's it's weird, I was on a live call with like 300 people yesterday, and this lady got on there, and she's like, so I'm doing these workouts, and I was feeling really good, I'm like excited about this, and you know, I'm pretty strong, but like my ankles were really kind of hurting afterwards, like what should I do? And I was like, this is probably the only time you've been told this, do less. Right? Scale down. Scale down, do less. If you're not finishing your workouts, especially if you're new to this, and you don't have a habit around this, if you finish your workouts, and you're not like, that was easy, I feel better, then it's not easy enough, right? Wow! You have to start with a foundation that says, I'm practicing movement. I'm practicing learning how to connect with my body. And if you start there and you build good feelings towards your workout, then you want to work out. What happens to me when I don't work out for a week? I go crazy. (laughs) I go nuts, right? I want to work out. Because I'm connecting to my workouts from a place of, I know it takes care of me, I know it makes me feel good. And the only way to do that is to stop, slow down, do less, and do something physical for yourself. Move your body in a way that after you're done, you feel good. And then go, that's what I wanna do.
2: That is a mind blowing concept, <laughs> so. Wait, what? I, what? I We're mean, I don't, shock. I don't really have a response,
0: <laughs> I'm... other than People need it's to a, do, a, it's, do less. It's, we are not trained to think this way. Yeah, and so it's okay because myself included, we we don't we don't know. I didn't know that I could do that. There's so much stuttering happening. Here's, <laughs> here's the
1: thing: we are literally like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> give me two people, right, who have the same mentality, who have been brought up in the same society, who have the same injuries, et cetera, right? Let me just have one operate in their paradigm of what they think fitness is, okay. They join a program, they get after it, they're the person who goes, I'm pushing real hard but my ankles hurt and like I'm just gonna keep going through it, right? What happens to that person? Negative feelings in their workouts, negative feelings in how their body feels for their workouts, negative interactions with workouts, they're gonna stop. They're gonna quit, then they're gonna not do anything for a period of time and then they're gonna look at themselves and say, dang it, I should really work out. And guess what happens two years from now? Nothing, nothing. It's one step forward, one step back. Nothing ever happens. Now take that second person, the same exact person, a copy of that person, and I say, all I want you to do is show up twice a week for 30 minutes, and I want you to do a workout that's so easy that afterwards you're like, did I even do anything? Right. And as you go through that workout, yeah, maybe once a month you hit that scale up button on those movements. Now fast forward two years. What happened to that person? They built positive feelings with their workouts. They show up for their workouts because they know it will make them feel good as an act of self-care rather than as an act of self-judgment, and they took the time to build a strong foundation. And when you build that strong foundation on stone rather than on sand, right, that's what allows you to make that gradual process, uh, progress. right? One thing I always heard years ago is by the inch it's a an cinch, and by the yard it is hard. And everyone always tries to do more faster than they should. And that's, that's a byproduct of the fitness industry saying, Lose weight in 30 days, in six weeks, and we used to be a part of that whole thing. And you know what? We're here to say, that doesn't work. So stop doing it. Try a different way. Try the We shape way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think, I think we're gonna end on that. Kate and I are stunned. <laughs> so we're Nina incapable Because and I can't of... actually comment anymore. I'm, I'm out. Um, so I think, but thank you for that perspective because I do think people think it has to be this crazy hard thing. Hard. And we're giving people permission to scale down. Um,
1: I say this on all of our videos. You're one move away from feeling better in your body. One move. People just, they just haven't connected to that. They haven't had that experience. And that's why we share those movements on on the social media. We want somebody to try something for one minute and go, whoa, that felt great. And recognize that that's what we mean by movement. That's Mm -hmm. what we mean by fitness. I think
0: that different psychological and emotional connection is what will hopefully help people break this pattern of, oh, I can not wanna do it, I can't, versus, you know, it's like, it, it just, you want to, because you're not associating it with so much stress and, and pain reinforcement. And, yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's a really interesting concept for people to marinate on. Um, like
1: when I get to work out or go do stretches and stuff like that, it's like the same feeling I have when I get to go to a massage. Right. So whatever you're doing in your whoa, daily life, we'll go. I whoa. would like that. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you're doing in your daily life, there's something that you probably do for yourself that you feel really good about. When you can connect to movement and a movement practice or an exercise routine, a workout, whatever you want to call it, from that place, that's where we want you to be.
2: Mm.
0: I would like to be there. <laughs> you We can. You're we can. one
1: move away from feeling better <laughs> in your bodies again.
0: Bang. <laughs> well, I'm ready to tell people um, Nina's name. <laughs> oh no! You, oh yeah! You, you remembered. Oh, no. Of course, I remembered. Oh, I forgot. Here we go. I don't, where did it come from?
2: Honestly, it's been so long now that I don't really. I think know. Nina's
1: old boyfriend was calling her a she goober. He called me a goober, for, goober a while, for a while, and then
2: there was like a joke off the word gubernatorial, which is a really okay. funny word because vocabulary is kind of my thing, but.
0: And yes. then it evolved into it just, but drum evolved roll. is a drum, strong word. I would drum really roll, go with, please. I'd really go with devolved. <laughs> yes. Devolve, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. the original formal name is Gubernuns. Right. Yeah. Yes. And With then, an
1: umlau over uh, the yes, U. You have yes. to make sure that's The
0: clear. nuns
2: part comes from when we used to use T9 text messaging for all of our <laughs> listeners who are our age or older, when you had to punch, punch nine like four times oh, to get an S. Nice. You know? oh, yeah, yes, yes. So it would autocorrect my name, Nina, to nuns. And so oh, we that's would, right. We so it's goober go- and nuns. There yeah. you go. There we yeah. go. Goober there nuns.
0: Right. So there's but, part of the etymology. But. Over time, it's a mouthful, and so Definitely. we often just call you goobies. Yeah. Goobies, yeah. 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 Which that's is so easy fun. for
1: kids to say, too. Yeah. <laughs> this, this plays
0: into our
2: whole thing about our friendships and the different yeah. ages of them, which yeah. we should really probably have another podcast <laughs> oh, on. Let's we'll go we'll
1: the another. child, teen, adult self on we'll another We'll do that day. on our next Just the yeah. Three of Us yeah. pod. I think that's a great idea. Nina and fun.
0: I are co- constantly living out our, um, I want to say 12 age yeah, eight, is nine or under eight,
1: nine, <laughs> nine
0: to 14 okay yeah. nine to 14 uh as adults though best friendship uh, yes. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna punt that one a bit lower there that's,
0: that's probably because yeah. Yeah. i'm bringing our average down Katie. Saying, <laughs> sorry
1: yeah i mean <laughs> we're talking stuffed animals we're talking yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i did get nina a pizza purse for her last birthday i wish i had it right now i would and i so was like that was a dope I, I was like okay i just want to <laughs> share that like this might be like really like i don't know if you're 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 going to like this. You were like, it's kind of impractical. I'm like, oh, no, it's very practical (laughs) for me. And I said, at the bottom is the gift receipt. She threw the box. I was cutting the tags as you were talking. Instantly and just. Around like crossbody around her. I was like, okay, I, never mind. I got, I got, it. I got. I was I got, wearing it in
2: the kitchen. I don't know that yeah. I took it off much that day. You didn't.
0: And then <laughs> everywhere we went, people were like, Where'd you get that pizza purse? I'm like, Yep, I got the right gift for her.
2: The best part is it's the exact right size to actually just like maybe
0: put a pizza. pizza
1: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> you can take a slice so with So part of me
0: is like, if I line it in plastic. <laughs>
1: oh my god, Stop.
0: And I did buy her baby a pizza onesie last night. So we're mm. gonna have a whole photo shoot yep. with the pizza purse and the onesie, and it's like, man, anyway.
1: did we just lose all credibility? I mean, we, we just went yeah. from like just like inspiring and motivating what
0: the hell are they talking about we can about edit this first? into a separate yeah, podcast we're going to let we're going to let our listeners yeah, we're, we're going to pause there. Gonna can, stop. I say,
1: can I say one thing? So, yes. if you guys like this podcast and you want to try WeShape out, um, we always offer two weeks for free in the product. You can go to weShape.com, check it out, or click the link in the description on the podcast. Um, it's a great way just to experience it for yourself. Check out what we're all about. Um, there's no pressure to sign up from there. Um, you just literally give it a shot. And if you don't like it, you know, it's not for you. It's no problem. And
0: I also want to plug part of the um, membership includes daily calls. Yeah. Like we have like coaching calls and just community share calls. But, Nina and I also host a weekly podcast discussion call and we always are discussing like the last week's episode. So I'm really, we just launched that. So if you listen to the podcast, um, part of the membership is you get to join weekly zoom calls with Nina and I, which is so fun to talk about all these different topics. So yeah.
1: And leave um, us a review. I always forget to say that too. If you guys like this podcast, if you enjoyed it, if you like what we do over at WeShape, leave us a review. We love that. It helps us get more exposure and get more listeners. So um, that's awesome
0: and maybe next time uh, Goobies will bring the pizza purse <laughs> Oh, pizza Ooh. purse and uh, <laughs> she, she got child excited.
1: adult teen <laughs> emotional cells yeah, yeah. I'm into it let's do it
0: alright take care we'll see you next week thanks, bye thanks everybody thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show now before you go it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review this helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we wanna hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at And finally, if you wanna try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.